discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Thank you for this opportunity that we have to serve you, to be in your presence like this. Thank you for your presence that is in us already. And thank you that your word brings us light, brings us wisdom, and brings us elevation on every sphere of our lives. Thank you for fruitfulness and great multiplication even as we hear your word. Even in Jesus' name. Amen. You may kindly take your seats in heavenly places where you belong. So this is our year of exceeding great, uh, fruitfulness and great multiplication. But then this is our month of um, what? Exceeding spiritual fruitfulness and great multiplication. On 31st, I shared concerning um, this subject. And I mentioned four different categories where you can bear fruit or where um, you are to bear fruit. And the first category I mentioned was spiritual bearing spiritual fruits. Do you see? Yes, because you can bear fruits spiritually. Tell anybody, you can bear fruit spiritually. Or you can be barren spiritually. You can be a Christian who is afraid of witches. You see, when you hear witch, then you are confused. You can be a Christian who is so confident in God and confident in the authority that God has given to you that you, don't, you are not afraid of anything. Sometimes you wonder... Um, whether there are witches in America. I don't know if you've ever wondered. Have you ever wondered? Are there witches in America? Find out from your neighbor. Have you ever wondered if there are witches in America? Or in Europe? They what? The witches don't like the snow. But you'll be surprised that that is the center. You know, I saw someone describing... Um, trying to explain Revelation chapter, chapter 2, um, where he says that, I know where, um, where, you, where you live, where Satan, even where Satan dwells, where Satan's throne is. It's in Revelation chapter 2, one of those verses. You know, and he, was, he mentioned a particular you know, town because Antipas was killed in that particular place. Revelation 2.13. I know thy works. And I go to 12, so I will see which group he's talking to. Because we're different churches. This is Pergamos. And unto the angel of the church in Pergamos, right? These things here, he, which has the sharp sword with two edges. I know thy works and where thou dwellest, even where Satan, Satan's seat is. And thou holdest fast my name and hast not denied my faith. Even in those days wherein Antipas was my faithful martyr, who was slain among you, where Satan dwelleth. Do you see? Uh, and he was trying to just explain. And he said that, you know, Antipas was in a, died in a particular city, which is found in a particular place in Europe. 
Hmm. Europe, not Africa. <laughs> not Africa. Europe. I mean, if you look at the way we pray in Africa, Satan's seat cannot be here. What do you think? Yeah, because we are always Charlie all night, half night, cutlasses are flowing all over the place. I tell you. Yes, so Yes, we are setting bonfires. Praying on I don't think I mean if if you are if you know you are hated somewhere, you will not really go there much, isn't it? But where you are not spoken about, where they don't talk about you, where they don't even believe you exist, that is where you would want to stay. Because you can easily flow. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, he, 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 that, he, may not, he may not be around like that. His seat may not be here. Mm. Because we are always praying. But you have a group of people who um, live in some of these places where Satan's, Satan's fruits and manifestations are to the highest. To the highest. I mean, all the bad things you can think about that were happening in Sodom and Gomorrah are not, may not be happening in Ghana like that. I mean, it's, I don't know if it's happening in your area, but in my area, it's not happening. Like, we don't have some things. But when you go to certain countries, you see it full-blown. You see church buildings that have been turned into disco, nightclubs. Yes, I saw a number of churches. You know, there's this place in a certain country where they, they, they call that particular lane, church lane, because there were a lot of churches on that particular lane. Or that particular road, and all the, those churches have been converted to either nightclubs or other temples. You know, other temples. I saw a Sikh temple. And it was a church, and now it's now a Sikh temple. Yes, and then um, what's it called? A hostel. Yes, a church has been converted to a hostel. They've divided it. Everything is a full-blown hostel with human beings inside doing whatever they want to do. Wow. You know, but the, the um, Christians, some Christians, they are really flourishing and doing very well because of their knowledge of God and their knowledge of the scriptures. Do you see? Yeah. Hallelujah. So I'm just saying to let you know that you can bear fruit spiritually. Where you are not, you are not afraid of witches. You are not, you don't think that your lot is in, is in, the, is in the hands of a devil. You know, there are a lot of Christians think that the devil is the devil is the one who is pursuing them. It is your lack of uh, reading the Bible. Well, when we talk about reading the Bible, you feel it is not powerful enough. You see, you feel that a, 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 a prophet doing some stew around your life is what will bring you fruits. <laughs> I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to. You understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. A certain prophet saying that your mother is the one doing you, or your father is the one doing you, and then it's like you have to do some things, bath with a certain type of oil, bath with a certain salt, not anapuna, another type. 
So you have a lot of Christians not bearing fruit spiritually. You see. Where their spiritual destiny is, is in other people's hands. When it's that God has actually given it to you to handle. You see. Yeah. There are Christians who are fasting for the wrong reasons. Yes. Even praying for the wrong reasons. So you, you have to be on a particular, on a, on, on, you have to get into the word, basically. You see, it is important to get into the word. Tell anybody it is important to get into the word. For yourself. If you want to be fruitful. Spiritually speaking. Yes. If you want to be fruitful for yourself, you, you need to, spiritually speaking, you need to get into the word of God practically for yourself. We are not going to stop saying this particular thing. I mean, next year I'm going to talk about it. Next two years I'm going to talk about it. Next three years I'm going to talk about it. For as long as I am your pastor, you will hear me talk about the importance of God's word and you get into God's word for yourself. You have to get to know what is written in Galatians. Why don't you know what is written in Galatians? Ask on about what is written in Galatians. Are you a Christian? So when the evil day comes, you realize that you don't know what to do. Because there are, there are evil days that comes. Every, every child of God has many evil days. Different times. There's a day coming when your health will be threatened. I'm not a prophet of doom. I'm just letting you know what plans the devil has for you. The thief cometh not but what? To steal, to kill, and that is his aim. Mm? That is his aim. His aim is to steal from you, to kill you, and to destroy you, and he will stand at nothing but to accomplish it. Yes. His, his, his dream is to make sure you are in prison for something you did. Yes, for something you did. All he wants to do is just push you, push you, push you, push you to the place where you you become real, your life is destroyed completely. That that is what he wants. Your adversary, the devil, goes about seeking whom he may devour. Whom resists thou steadfastly in the faith? If you don't know how to resist him, you are in trouble. So don't joke with it. What I, what I just said is in First Peter chapter what? chapter five, verse eight. It says, "Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, you have an adversary." Hmm? Hmm. Tell anybody you have an adversary. Don't behave like you. There's no one who, who hates you. Someone hates you. His name is Lucifer, Satan. He hates you with a passion. He dislikes you. He wants to destroy your life. And he will stand at nothing but to accomplish. He has an accomplishment, you know, something that he wants to accomplish. And that is to destroy you. So you shouldn't give him the opportunity to destroy you. By getting closer and closer to the Lord. Do you see? Do you like my message or you don't like my message? I'm just trying to introduce. I'm going to do a long series that may go for three months. Yes. What I'm talking about, spiritual, bearing fruit spiritually, is going to go for a long time. Yes, because we have to talk about a lot of things. Bearing fruits through, the, through, through faith, through the word, 
through the Holy Ghost, through prayer. So all these are all various. I just mentioned the four things that will help you bear fruit spiritually. Do you see? Uh, it's the same old thing. I don't, I don't, what are you expecting? Ask your neighbor, what are you expecting? Are we going to be, we talk about bearing fruits through exchange of shoes. And, I mean, it's nothing. What? The mystery of what? Fertilizer. To bear fruits. Which fertilizer? So there's no spiritual fertilizer. The spiritual fertilizer is the, is the word of God. Yeah. Luke chapter 8, verse 11. Look at Luke chapter 8, verse 11. I mean, that, that is it. Nothing else. And until you pay attention, you realize that you are not producing. And you see, your, your spirituality affects everything about your life. You are sitting here. You are a spirit being. Hmm? You are what? A spirit Okay, let me read this and then I'll show you that. It says, now the problem is this. The seed is the word of God. The seed. Where does fruits come from? Fruits come from seeds, isn't it? The seed from which your fruits, your spiritual fruits come from is the word of God. That is it. So if you remove the, if you take the word of God out, it's like you are not getting any seed that will bring fruits. I mean, it's as, it's as simple as that. The seed is the word of God. The sower goes out to sow so what? To sow the word. That is it. You are a spirit being. You're, you are a spirit being. You are not, this is not the real you. Let, die and see, you'll be shocked. Have you seen a dead body before? The body is here. They leave the body here. You open the head, you see that the brain is still there. But the one that animates you, the one that makes your body move and makes your eyes see and make you talk and make you relate and make you whatever it is that you are, is your spirit. So first Thessalonians chapter five, verse twenty-three. If you've been in church for some time, you know you know that all the verses I'm using, I've, I've used it before. You will know it, or you, you need to know it. Repetition is the key to making long-lasting and deep impressions. Many years ago, God told me, "Don't say anything new." And so I accepted it. Don't. So I'm not going to say anything. What I'm going to preach, you've, you've heard it before, but it will come to you in a different light. Yeah. Oh. Mm. I finished preaching. Long ago. Hey. Hmm. You see this building? How do we get a house? You get a house by repeating the same things in different ways, in different forms to get the full house. You need sand, cement, stones, water, what? Wood, iron rod or metal, glass. It's finished. Just about seven or eight things. And then you repeat it differently to get a concrete floor. You repeat it differently to get a wall. You repeat it differently to get roof. You repeat it differently to get, I mean, different, different things. Before you realize you have, a, you have a room or a house where you can stay. You didn't get the house by bringing in a lava from a certain volcano. No, you don't need lava from a certain volcano. Like, oh, I'm tired of using cement, blocks, and water to build. So I, I need lava. So that the, the, the house can be stronger. Hmm. Hey. And the very God of peace sanctify you holy. And I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He mentioned the spirit before, mentioned the soul and then the body. So your spirit being, you have a soul, you live in a body. 
and your spirit affects or influences your soul and hence influences your body, how your physical, how the physical things around you are happening is dependent on what is happening with you in your spirit. Third John 1 verse 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health. How? Even as thy soul prospereth. Even as thy soul prospereth. Even as thy soul prospereth. You know, when we talk about spiritual growth, we are talking about, um, because scripturally speaking, your spirit man is perfect. Your spirit is what got born again when you go born again. If you were short, you don't become tall. I mean, those of us who are not tall, we are not short, but we are not tall. <laughs> you see, if, if, <laughs> oh, it's a design, when we get to heaven, we want to be taller than everybody, so we can just, yes, yes. Pastor Anthony is saying, oh yeah, be, I mean, not this one, the other one, the, short, the shorter one. <laughs> it's a desire, great desire. Someone said, I don't like being around tall people. What if they lick your head? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my 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 best friend has been a very has been tall since we were children. So I'm always talking to him like this. It's very annoying. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. If you were tall, you don't become short. I don't know how many of you change your your height changed when you became born again. When you got born again, uh, then you gained uh, one foot more. To gain one foot in, in height, you need to do a lot. It, it, I mean, it takes a long... It's, it's, I don't know how, how, to even, how to even say You need to eat a lot. You need to pray, you need to pray about it, I tell you. <laughs> you need to pray about it. It's not normal. Okay? So, your, 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 when we talk about spiritual growth, we're actually talking about the renewal of your mind to suit what has happened in your spirit. Because according to the scriptures, let me go into some of these things. Can I go into some of them? Because you need to, you need to understand what spiritual fruitfulness has to do with. Do you get it? Okay, so, um, in 1 Peter chapter 1, 1 Peter 1, 23, being born again, you see, the born again experience, it says, it's not a corruptible seed or corruptible sperm. But of incorruptible, by the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. Okay? So you are we are born of incorruptible seed or incorruptible sperm, which is the word of God. Do you see? And the word of God is actually soon the, the Lord sows that word into your spirit. Okay, so it is your spirit that is born again, it is your spirit that obtains eternal redemption. You understand? Says my, my spirit that receives eternal redemption. When you read in Colossians chapter 2, verse 9, look at Colossians 2 9. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Verse 10. Then he says, And you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. He says, You are complete in him. Which, which you is he referring to? He's referring to your spirit. You are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. You are complete. There's no, there's nothing that you lack. There's nothing that you need. 
there's nothing. But he's not referring to your mind. Because, I mean, mentally speaking, you realize that you need, if you don't go to school, you'll never pass your exam. You can't use the scripture to refer to your mind. You are not complete in your mind. You don't know. You can't do a surgery on, on someone who is pregnant to take the baby out if you are not, if you've not gone to school for it. Or, so mentally speaking, you are not, you are not complete in him, which is the head of all principality. He's talking to you. He's talking about your spirit. It is your spirit man that died with Christ, that was raised with Christ, that is seated together with heavenly places with Christ. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. Look at Colossians 3, 1. I'm just mentioning just a few things to you, okay? It says, if you then be risen with Christ, which part of you is risen with Christ? Your spirit man. Not your mind. Because mentally speaking, you, do you know in your mind that you, you were there when Christ was risen? Do you understand my question? When was it that you were risen with Christ in your mind? When physically. There's, there's not, it's not a physical. He's talking about spiritual things. Which can only be related to by your spirit. If you then, which you is that? He's talking about your spirit. If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are about where Christ is on the right hand of God. You see, next verse, verse 2. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Verse 3. For you are dead. Who is dead? When did you die? Have you died recently, in recent times? It's not your mind he's talking about. It's not your body he's talking about. So the verses of the Bible are not documented or written to your mind or written to your body. It's written, it's your spirit. When, when you see you, 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 it's actually talking to your spirit. Because that's the real you. You see, for you are dead. And your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life? Next verse. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. He's talking to your spirit. He's not talking to your flesh or to your mind. He's talking to your spirit. The Bible, the word of God is addressed to your spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. And there are so many verses I can show you. If you are interested. Many different, different verses. Look at Romans chapter 12 verse 1. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the message of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. If you were, if you were a body, you wouldn't say, who is he talking to? To present the body. If you were a body, then why is he saying that you should present your body? Who is he? Who is the you that he's referring to? He's not referring to your body. So when I'm talking, when, when God is talking, he's not talking to your, your, your body, to your fair self or your dark self or your slim self. No, it's not, that's not what he's talking about. He's talking to your spirit, the real you. So he says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the message of God, that you present your body. So you, you are in charge of Present your body as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Next, verse, verse 2. Then he says, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Meaning that he's not talking to your mind too. He's talking to your spirit to, to do something to your mind. Do you see, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So you are not a mind, you are not a body, you are a spirit being who has a mind or has a soul and lives in a body. And your spirit man, your, the prosperity of your spirit man is what affects your mind and affects your body and affects what is happening around you. 
And that's what John was talking about. He says that, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health. Your, your physical prosperity and your bodily prosperity or your health is dependent on your solical prosperity, which is actually your spiritual growth or your spiritual maturity or your spiritual fruitfulness. Okay? Because your spirit man is complete. When we talk about growing up spiritually, we are talking about your, your soul conforming to what has already happened to your spirit. Getting to know what has happened in your spirit. Or what has happened to your spirit man. Am I making sense or am I not making sense? I'm making sense. When we say grow, uh, grow, growing spiritually, we are talking about your soul, your mind getting to know more and more assuredly what has happened to you, to your spirit. Because your spirit man is complete. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him, isn't it? But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. You are one spirit with the Lord. You are one spirit with the Lord. Your spirit man is complete. He knows, he knows everything concerning your life. First Corinthians chapter 2. I'm giving you more scripture. Verse, First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 11. And what man knows the things of a man save the spirit of that man which is inside him. Your spirit man knows everything concerning your life. Your spirit man is like your spirit man is, your spirit man is so, is so close to God and so one with God that your spirit knows everything concerning you like as though, the way, as, as though it were even God. It's not, of course. Do you see? Yeah. Huh. It is your spirit that is, is saved. Your spirit is what gets born again. And then your mind gets to know gradually what has happened in your spirit. So there's the salvation of the spirit, then there's the salvation of the soul, and then there's the salvation of the body. These are the three big classifications of salvation. The salvation of the spirit, of the soul, and of the body. The salvation of the spirit happened once in, in Christ. When you get born again, it's your spirit man that is saved. You are born of the word, you are born of the spirit. You are born of water, you are born of the, you are born of the spirit. Okay? Are you in church or you have gone home? Yeah. Hebrews chapter 5. Verse 12. Wow. What a blessing. What a blessing. Hebrews chapter 9. Sorry. Hebrews chapter 9. I'll come to this, but let's go to Hebrews chapter 9. Verse 11 and 12. But Christ, being come an high priest of good things to come, by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, Having obtained eternal redemption for us, have you seen it? Having obtained what eternal redemption for us, you obtain eternal redemption for your spirit. So, is your spirit man that has eternal redemption? Your soul must follow, and then your body also follows. So, there's something called the salvation of your soul in the Bible. One is in James chapter one, verse twenty-two. Look at James one twenty-two. No, no, 21, sorry. 21, sorry. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save what? Soul. Your souls. Have you seen it? Yeah. So it's like your soul needs, your soul needs to be saved. Yeah. And how is your soul saved? Through receiving the engrafted word, through the word of God. As you study the word, your soul conforms to what has happened to your spirit. It's the same thing Paul spoke about in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, where I just read to you. And be not conformed to the world, 
Because a Christian can be conformed to the world. You see, a Christian can be conformed to the world. Like his life is, is, is the world. The kind of results he has is the results that the world has. The problems he has are the problems the world has. The challenges he has are the challenges the world has. The success he has is the success that the world has. The sickness that he has is the sickness that the world has. Every problem the world goes through is what he goes through. Every success the world goes through is what he goes through. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't have the success of God. Are you in the church? Yeah. Uh-huh. So he says, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. By the renewing of your mind. Be transformed, metamorphosed, changed from one level of glory to another. You see, the word transform there is from the Greek word metamorpho. Okay? Which has to do with, uh, a clear example is how butterflies are, 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 are brought forth. Okay, metamorphosis. Have you heard of metamorphosis before? A butterfly is not born with wings. A butterfly is born as what? As an egg. No be so. Egg. Tell me about egg. Small egg. Small is, is it, what's it called? Is it lava or pupa or whatever? Which one? Lava. There's egg, first of all. Then it becomes lava and then a pupa, and then a butterfly. Hey, sorry, caterpillar is somewhere. The caterpillar is the lava. The science students are saying it's the lava. Please. Ask students, please keep quiet. You don't know, please. You are confusing the... <laughs> Hallelujah. Different stages. So you, you, you are not, it doesn't, it doesn't just happen. Spiritual things don't just happen. Are you in the church? Yeah. You have to go through a process for it. Okay? Yes. And the word of God is what causes you to move from an egg to become what? Pupa? Lava. And then you become pupa. And then, aha, uh-huh, thank God. They are showing you. Egg, caterpillar. What is that? Chrysalis. Adult emergence. Adult emerges. Adult. <laughs> this is not correct. Though. It's correct. It's correct, but the, the, the term, terminology is not right. It's correct. Oh. This is a social studies aspect of the science. <laughs> Uh-huh. So this is the science aspect. Egg, lava, caterpillar, chrysalis or pupa, then adult butterfly. Uh-huh. Chrysalis, sorry, chrysalis. Yes. So this is, this, is your, this is your spiritual life. This is your what? You are born again as an egg. Yeah. Yes, this is the sperm. Egg, spiritually speaking. Okay, this is your spirit. What has happened in your spirit? You see, the egg is, is a butterfly, fully. But it has to go through, your, your soul needs to get to know it. It has to go through the processes. And it says the renewing of your mind is what causes you to go through the processes. Without renewing your mind to choose the word of God, your mind must know what has happened to your spirit. If your mind does not know what has happened to your spirit, you will not get the, the results you're supposed to get, physically speaking. Are you in the church you have gone home? 
Hey, this thing is important though. What I'm describing to you is Christianity. This is Christianity. This is Christianity. Yes. You want to become a butterfly? Where your, your nice wings are showing, your colorful wings are showing, and everybody's seeing your fruits and all of those things, you need to commit to God's word and commit to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. You need to commit to the renewing out of your mind. If your mind is not renewed, you are not going to see the results you need to see physically. The renewal of the mind is what we call spiritual growth. Please, you understand? Tell me, but the renewal of your mind is what we call spiritual growth. When we say spiritual growth, don't, don't imagine that your spirit is growing bigger and bigger and bigger like you, you grew up physically. No, that's not what we are talking about. Because your spirit man is, is, is he has eternal redemption. He's perfect. He's complete in Christ. You know, he's risen with Christ. He's seated in heavenly places with Christ, together with Christ. But your mind does not know it. Well enough. You may know the verses, but you don't even remember when it comes to situations. When situations arise. When problems arise, when your school fees is not being paid, what, how is your reaction when your school fees is not being paid? What is your reaction when your boss sacks you? What is your reaction when your, your beloved tells you, I'm not marrying you again, two weeks before the marriage? That is when we know whether you are a butterfly or you are a pupa. We'll get to know whether you are on butterfly stage or pupa stage. Or you are still an egg. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. What, what, what happens when the opportunity to steal comes? Great opportunity. Nobody will see it. Great opportunity. Nobody will know. Nobody will see. Someone sat in your car. You are no bad driver. Someone sat in your car and left $1 million in your car. Or you are taxed left $1 million in your car. How, how you behave at that particular point in time, shows us whether you are spiritually mature or you are spiritually fruitful or not. Are you see what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. If, maybe you say it's miracle money. And you go and give tight of it. Great multiplication. Hey! We will know whether you are a butterfly or you are, you are a pupa. Yes. That's what we mean when we talk about going up spiritually. When your, your mind gets to know what has happened to you spiritually, do you really know that you are seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus? Do you really know it? We'll know when the situations appear, arise. Do you see? Mm-hmm. Come again. NLT. Romans 12, 2. Pastor Ivan says you should read NLT. Let's look at NLT. Romans 12, 2. So always remember that, okay? That's spiritual growth. How much of the word is in you now? And has caused your, your mind to change, your soul to change. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. That is spiritual barrenness. Spiritual what? Barrenness. But let God transform you into a new person by, cha- by changing the way you think. This is spiritual growth. 
when your thinking starts changing, when they insult you, eh, they insult you, someone does this to you. <laughs> someone is insulting you. What, what, do you. what comes to you? What comes to your mind? This boy will break his neck. You see, you are thinking like the world thinks. You know, that's, how, that's how people of the world behave. When, when someone insults them or reviles them or insults them, the Bible says, when you are reviled, do not revile again. When you are cursed, bless. That's what the Bible says. It says, bless when you are cursed. First Peter chapter 5. Maybe you think that I'm just speaking into the air. It's in the Bible, though. First Peter chapter 3, rather. First Peter chapter 3. Let's read from verse 9. Go up. This is it, but you go up. Go to verse 7. Likewise, ye husbands, verse 8. Finally, be of, be of one mind, have compassion one of another, love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous. Next verse. Not rendering evil for evil. Let's read other verses. We don't understand. Evil. No. Mercy. That goes for all of you. No exceptions, no retaliation, no sharp tongued sarcasm. Mm? Sharp tongued sarcasm. Are you a Christian? Christians are not into those things. Let's read other versions. Other, amplified, amplified, amplified. Never return evil for evil or insult for insult. Evil for evil. He did this to, she did this to me. She will see. She will see. She will see that me, I am me. <laughs> we were watching something yesterday. And when something's happened, the lady will say, I am Amina. Like, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? You are Amina, so what? I am Amina, the princess of whatever. You are, yes, so what? Like, I was so offended with what you are. What are you saying? You are Amina, so what? Who are you? <laughs> Never return evil for evil or insult for insult. Scolding, tongue lashing, berating. We don't understand berating. Dictionary. That's why you need to read the Bible with what? Dictionary. Dictionary. Don't pretend you are an English scholar. <laughs> you don't know a lot of things. I mean, you don't know. You don't, what, you don't understand what they are. You don't understand what they are saying. Berating. What is it? I wanted to ask the gay girls, but don't worry. Let's, let's ask the dictionary. <laughs> to scold or condemn vehemently. To scold or condemn what? Vehemently. Vehemently. Condemning someone very, very meant to cry, it's a problem. <laughs> Strongly. <laughs> Is that all? Yes. Berating. But on the contrary, blessing, praying for their welfare. Those who are insulting, says pray for their welfare. One day someone was, someone was doing something. Someone was saying something about me. And I was tempted to also reply. And the Lord told me, test, test, test. That, that, was what, that was what came to my ears. Test, test, test. Like you are, they are testing you. You are being tested right now. I said, hey, God bless you. You are blessed. Hey, I just changed quickly. And decided that I'm, I'm in love with them. I love you. I love you so much. I won't say anything, but I love you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just heard him. Test, 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 test. I said, hey, this one, oh, you, you, I will not just test, I'll pass. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eh? Pray for their welfare, happiness, and protection. Those who are insulting you. 
and doing evil things against you. When you're able to pray for them, then it means that you're really bearing fruit spiritually. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Because when Jesus was being crucified, he didn't say, Mr. Centurion. I swear my father can turn up. I swear my father's knees. You will see. I'll be back after three days. You will hear from me. <laughs> Today is your day. It's the day of evil. Ah, but the day of light cometh. My light will enter your eye, you see. When they were crucifying him, he said what? Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. Yeah, or, or, you see, that is what God is expecting from us. Where you say to where you say, Father, forgive them. <laughs> Father, forgive that lady in church who has been who has been saying bad things about me and saying, eh, eh. forgive that lady. Forgive my boss. Have mercy on my boss. I pray for my boss's prosperity. Prosper him more, Lord. Not cursing your boss in your in your house. This is my boss, his head like tomatoes. The Lord will kill him. The Lord, you are making a mistake. It's, it's, it's a clear show of where you have gotten to spiritually. Yeah. And you see, promotion does not come from the left or the right or anyway. Promotion only comes from the Lord. So until you get it, the Lord can't take you. You can't, you can't see the, the fruitfulness that you are supposed to see or the multiplication you are supposed to see because spiritually speaking, things are not working as it's supposed to. I see. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. So, your mind changing to suit what has happened inside your spirit. Recognizing the fact that you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Because that's what has happened. I mean, as far as God has, has God is concerned, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are as righteous as Jesus. You are as righteous as Jesus. Because Jesus has given you his righteousness as a gift. There's a gift of righteousness. There's Christ, our righteousness. And there's the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus, we, we see Jesus has given us righteousness as a gift. It's, it's, it's his gift to us. Jesus was tempted in all points, yet without sin. So he is righteous. He is clean. And he gave you his cleanness as a gift. Like, Charlie, receive my cleanness and my niceness and my goodness. Receive it. My right standing with God I give to you. He has given it to us as a gift. Apart from that, he is also your righteousness. So if the gift should fail, he is also there. First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 30. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Jesus is our sanctification. Jesus is our wisdom. Jesus is our redemption. And Jesus is our righteousness. So our sanctification is a person. Your holiness is a person. His name is Jesus Christ. Your wisdom is a person. His name is Jesus Christ. Your redemption is a person. His name is Jesus Christ. And your righteousness is a person. His name is Jesus Christ. Do you see? So when you fail, if the gift, I mean, Jesus is, God is very nice. He has just secured us on every level. If the gift should fail, if the gift of righteousness should fail, remember that Jesus is your righteousness. So your righteousness is a person who has already lived their life and gone through all the stages and didn't fail even once. Passed all the tests, qualified all the way, and he's now your righteousness. So if, if, you should, if, you, if you should fail, your righteousness should fail. You can point to him, and the devil is accusing you. Point to him, Mr. Devil. Die forever. But my righteousness, Jesus is my righteousness. You can't accuse me. Go away. Do you see? 
there are a lot of Christians who are living under constant condemnation, constant accusation because of something they did or did not do. I mean, the devil accuses you on all sides. He will accuse you when you don't do what you are supposed to do. And he will accuse you when you do what you are supposed when you, what, what you do what you are not supposed I don't know if I'm making sense. He will accuse you when you don't do what you are supposed to do. And he will accuse you when you do what you are not supposed to do. So let's say you read, you read your Bible. You know you're supposed to read your Bible for one hour. And you read your Bible for 15 minutes. Then he will start. See your life. Shapiro like you. It's a new year. New resolution. Say this year you read your Bible. See, it's just 8th January. And you've not gotten to your target. you set a target to read. By now you'd have read, you'd have read to John chapter 10. You are still on John chapter 1. See your head. See your face. And then he'll be accusing. And then before you realize, hmm, I don't know if I can do this again. I don't know if I'm called of God. I don't know if the Lord is living with me. Nee, 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 nee. Before you realize, it's 8th December. <laughs> and you have, you have accused yourself. He has accused you. You have accepted accusation from 8th January all the way to 8th December. You, you, no fruits. When the accusation is, when he is accused for something you did wrong, or you didn't even, you didn't meet the mark. Remember, Charlie, I have somebody who is my right. Jesus, Jesus met all the mark. Get out. Jesus met all the mark. Get out. He's my righteousness and you can't do anything about it. Yes. Then always remember that you are the righteousness of God. In Christ Jesus, you are the righteousness of God. That's very big. Yes. Can God be wrong? It's a very serious one. Some other time we'll talk about it. Okay, but spiritual, these are things that have happened to you spiritually in your spirit. Oh, Charlie, you were a king, you were a priest, fool, I tell you. Yes. In the spirit, you are seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. In the spirit, you are love personified. Yes, in the spirit, you are love, love personified. But want to see it physically. It has to come out. The egg has everything the butterfly to make the butterfly a butterfly. But it has to go through the processes. Going through the processes is spiritual growth or spiritual fruit. Please you understand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. So for instance, in Galatians chapter 5, from verse, let's read from verse 20 so that I mean we can. Go to 19. Yes. It says, now the works of the flesh are manifest. So, this is spiritual barrenness. These are the things that spiritual barrenness produces. Did you understand? When you are barren spiritually, your flesh is fruitful. The fruitfulness of the flesh is the barrenness of the spirit. Doesn't make sense. It's like advantages and disadvantages. If the advantages are not working, the disadvantages are automatically working. Hello? Mm. So he says, now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery. It's a work of the flesh. It's not, it's not Satan chasing you. It is a lack of spirituality that produces this. It's, it's, it's not because the devil is like, the devil is chasing me, the devil, no. The devil is not chasing you. Much you now you are not <laughs> your flesh is just flourishing. You get if you allow your flesh to flourish and bear fruits, one of the fruits the flesh bears naturally is like becoming a goat. 
I mean, oh, a dog. A dog just follows the lady dogs all over the place. It's natural. It's, it's inside. Ah, oh, you don't know what I'm talking about. I mean, if you have a male dog that is not castrated, you will see that there will be a, you know, the lady dogs are called, the lady dogs are called bitch, right? That's their name. It's not an insult. It's primarily a name before it's an insult, okay? Hello? So when I say bitch, don't say, hey, why is the pastor saying bitch in the church? It's just the name, if you like, Google it. It's the name of a female dog who is especially on heat. It's, it's the female. It's a, it's, it's a bitch. Hallelujah. <laughs> hey, you will see the male dog move. I mean, he will just, if the, the female dog is at, we are in Agbuba now, if the female dog is at a shy man, the guy will travel to a shy He will find his way. He will be able to navigate his way and go there. Yeah, you'll be shocked. It's a natural thing. You see a goat. I mean, a goat in the area. It's just having sex all over the place. It's just climbing all over. It's a natural. I don't know if I'm making sense. It's a natural. So if you leave yourself, I mean, naturally, <laughs> you will do exploits. Naturally. <laughs> yes, wild exploits. The works of flesh are manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanness. Eh? When we say uncleanness, anything that is not correct, you see, it, from your mind to your, your flesh, to, I mean, there are other versions that will, will help us. Um, NLT, okay, NLT, New Living Translation. When you follow the desire of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality. In, impurity. Do you see? Impurity. All kinds. Certain thoughts running through your mind. You want to get into all kinds of things. Yours is saying differently. Okay. Impure thoughts. This, your, this NLT is an old NLT, eh? Okay. They said sexual immorality, impure thoughts, eagerness for lustful pleasure. Idolatry, participation in demonic activities, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, divisions, the feeling that everyone is wrong except those in your own little group. Envy. Drunkenness, wild parties, and other kinds of sin. Okay, so that's all there. Wow, it's a nice list, I think. <laughs> I think I'd like to read this one. Did you hear it? So, by not becoming fruitful in the spirit, you are becoming fruitful in the flesh. These are not, it will, it will just bad. Naturally, when you leave a play, a field open, you can, whatever, you can weed a place, get the place prepared to sow something, you don't sow anything. What will happen to it? Naturally, weeds come up, grass comes up, 
thorns and thistles come up. That is the nature of the ground. And the nature of the flesh that you are in is such that if you leave yourself, you will bear these fruits naturally. There are some that are for guys and there are some that are for ladies. <laughs> it's for everybody, but I mean, it's prevalent. Everybody has their own tendency, depending on your, 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 your sexuality. Or, it sexuality? Your, your gender, huh? It's better. Your gender. Eh? Hmm. For instance, the quarreling, quarreling. <laughs> you're, you're quarreling, no? It's gender bias. It has a certain... Hmm. Eh? Divisions. The feeling that everyone is wrong except those in your own little group. I mean, it's just normally, isn't it? Normally. <laughs> By you, let's assume that it's not true. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, your lives will produce these evil results. Sexual immorality. That, that's it. It just produces it. Impure thoughts. Impure thoughts. You'll be there and then thoughts will be coming to your mind. Their fathers want to sleep with their daughters. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, fathers want to sleep with their daughters. It's the main thing. We've had to fight a father recently. Yes, because he's, he's trying to rape his daughter. He's trying to sleep with her. Yes. You know what I'm talking about. When I'm saying, son, I say, it's like, it's, I'm, I, he knows what I'm talking about. A lot of them, there people, there's a number of people who are around who know what I'm talking about. Yeah. A father, one father is not, decided not to pay his own daughter's fees because the daughter is not allowing him to, her to sleep with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are cases we deal with. How? Why? We had to rescue the daughter. In these two cases, we had to rescue one had the daughter to run to the mother's house. You know what I'm talking about? The second one, it's not you, someone else. Who was it? Somebody. Hey! Why would you, such a thought flying through your mind, your own daughter that you gave birth to, you saw her as a baby, you bath her, you do. Now you have seen hips. Why should these hips attract you? Yeah. If you leave yourself, you'll be shocked. At the thoughts that will be flying through, the impure thoughts that will be flying through your mind. Yeah. Thoughts of even killing. Yeah. Yes. Killing. You'll be shocked as a Christian. You'll be shocked. Yes. Thoughts of killing. Su- suicide. Suicide. Why should suicide come into your mind as a Christian? Are you not a child? What is suicide doing in your mind? What is it doing there? How can, you, how can you get to that point where you want to take your life? When you are not producing fruit spiritually, you realize that you are not happy in life. Yeah, because the fruit of the spirit, the fruit of the recreated human spirit, the, the ministry of the Holy Spirit in your, in your spirit does these things. That's in verse 22. It goes to verse 22. This one says, but when the Holy Spirit controls our lives, he will produce this kind of fruit in us. It's actually the fruit of the, 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 fruit of the spirit, the human spirit, as a result of his union with Christ or with his union with the Holy Spirit. Causes these things to happen. Okay? But the fruit of the Spirit is love. Love, order. It doesn't look significant. It's like love. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
He's talking about agape, the love of God. The love of God ends up absorbing you from all kinds of things, saving you from all kinds of things. You, you see, you, when you love God, the, the, agape, the agape of God is three-dimensional. It's towards God, towards people, towards Christians, and then towards sinners. Three, three kinds, three levels. Are you in the church? Mm. When, when I preach, you need to listen to the message at least four times, because I'm saying a lot of things. And if you're not careful, you will not get anything to write. And you think that I've not said nothing. I've not said anything. I've said a lot of things. Okay? Hmm. Love. Thank you. Love. Joy. So if joy is there, why would you want to commit suicide? Peace. In the midst of turmoil, you have peace. It's the fruit of the wicked. It's the it's the fruit of the spirit. When you're growing up spiritually, these are the fruits that show up: love, joy, peace, long suffering. You you learn how to suffer long, suffer wrongly for a long time, and not be be moved. Yes, you are you are serving God. Some people are not minding you. You are not getting a certain type of job because because of your Christian values, and you are suffering. You you, you bear it. It's a fruit of the spirit. You are not moved at all. Your boss says, let me sleep with you before I can promote you. Sleep with who? Maybe you can sleep with the table, but not with me. <laughs> and then they, they, they remove you. Ah. Thank God. Be blessed. You don't come back crying. <laughs> I said that I will not do it, and now they, they've shot me. Should I do it? I mean, it's clear, you, 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 long suffering, you can suffer wrong for a long time. They are staying at the office. You say, no, I'm not going to stay. No, 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 I'm not part of it. They want to sack you. They should sack you. I mean, you, it, they are, their prosperity is dependent on your presence. If they want to sack you, that's, that's their business. You should know, you see, when you are growing up, you know that you cannot lose. You see, you cannot lose. You don't, you don't stoop low to the things of the flesh and the things of this world and say that I, man must survive. You know, man must survive. You are betting. Why are you betting? Man must survive. You are into prostitution. You are sleeping with different people for money. Why are you doing that? You are a Christian, no. But that's what you are doing. Why are you doing oh, but I must survive. I must eat. You, you, there's, there's something wrong. You don't know Jesus. Yeah, you don't know Jesus. You don't know Jesus. Yeah, yeah, it's clear that you don't know. You don't really know him much. Your spiritual fruitfulness has a very big problem. And it's called, before you realize you have HIV. Yeah. And the devil has gotten you. Or someone, you have impregnated someone that you don't want to get, preg- want to get pregnant for you. And then problems. The person goes to do the abortion and doesn't come back. And then it's... Hmm. Hey. You have to think about a lot of things. So. Hmm. Gentleness. He's talking about excellence. That's what he's talking about. Excellence is the fruit of the spirit. Yes, excellent. Not what are you? What are you doing? Oh, I'm gentle. No. He's talking about excellence, meekness. Do you see? Eh. I think there's look at the next verse. I think meekness is in the next one. Eh? Meekness. You see, it says, go back, go back, go to gentleness. Being gentle, being excellent, being nice. 
Can you imagine if we want to know whether you are bearing fruit spiritually? These are the things we, should, we are looking at. Not how, how much tongues you can speak. Mother, lift up your voice. Give us the tune of the prayer. But when we say, when it comes to gentleness, you are not gentle. You are not excellent. You are not, you are not sweet-spirited. You are rude. Angry. Can slap very easily. Am I the one I'm playing with? Am I the one... You don't know me, eh? Pa, 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 you just laugh. Goodness. You're a good person. I will talk about it into details, okay? I'm just mentioning, I'm just trying to open the thing up a little bit for you. Goodness. Faith. Faith. Can you imagine that faith is a fruit of the recreated human spirit? Faith. Where you don't abandon God, you, you trust in God, you, you believe in the Lord, you believe in His word, you, you stay with His word, you are there. Faith. Meekness. The Bible says that Moses was the meekest man on earth. Meekness. Do you have other verses so that we can see the words in different things? Because the way it's going, I, I know what you're thinking is not what I'm thinking. And what I'm thinking is not what you're also thinking. Let's read the Amplified. By the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work, of, the work which is present within accomplishes, you see, is love, joy, gladness, peace, patience, and even temper, forbearance. Hmm? Forbearance. There's a nice scripture on forbearance in Colossians. I'll show it to you in a bit. Kindness, goodness, benevolence. Benevolence. You, you, you are benevolent. To, you can give to other people. You are nice. Faithfulness. This one says faithfulness, but it's actually faith. It's pistis, not pistos. Okay, look at the next verse. Gentleness, meekness, humility. Humility. Your humility shows how fruitful you are. You want to know, you want to bear fruit spiritually. These, these are the things. Self-control, self-restraint. You can control yourself. It's not everywhere that you do certain things. You are fasting. You can't, you can't, you are fasting. Watch it past your nose around 11 a.m. It's done. It's done. What happened? I couldn't, I couldn't help myself. I mean, I couldn't help myself. What was the essence of the fast to start with? Is that not the essence that you go hungry? I was hungry. So I ate. Ah. I, I don't know, fast, the essence of the fast is for you to go hungry. It's to deny your flesh. Learn how to deny your flesh so that you can focus on things concerning the spirit. You say that I was hungry, so I ate at 11.30. Pastor, ask me, I can't do beyond 12. Ask me, I can't do beyond 12. I can't, see, I come to fast for 21 days, eh? <laughs> don't close your mind. Hmm? Fasting is like the fertilizer for the, the, the seed to work. Without the fasting, the, the thing will not work. Hello? Receive grace to fast. I said receive grace to fast. Receive grace to not break at 11. You don't receive the grace. I said receive grace to not break at 11. Receive grace to go all the way to what, what time? I was, to four. That's four p.m. 
Who brought this 4 p.m. thing? Like, who, who brought it? It's me. Is it me? Uh, to prevent late eating. To prevent late eating. Because of activities, church activities and all of that. Okay, that's true. 4 p.m. Because you start going hungry at 3. By God's grace, God has brought it to 4. And when you go hungry at 4 now, you are closing. You don't like. Please take your seats. Self-control can control yourself. Do you see? Yes. If you've not learned to deny yourself of certain, certain pleasures, like food, how can you deny yourself of, of sex? Or of sleep? Decide that I'm not going to sleep. I'm going to wake up and pray. <laughs> you don't know what food is taking away from you. One of the things food is taking away from you is that it's taking your destiny away from you. Yeah. Esau lost his destiny through food. He was so hungry, he couldn't control himself. He could have waited for some time. He had brought meat. He could have waited for some time for them to cook his favorite stew for him. But he said, I can't wait. I want to eat now. I am hungry. Give me my food. The brother said, then exchange destiny, exchange birthright. He said, what is birthright? I'm hungry. I'm talking about birthright. My friend, take the birthright and give me the food. How was it? That was it. So most people, most Christians exchange their birthright for food. Oh, yes. Yeah. Food. Genesis 25, verse 32. And Esau said, Behold, I am at the point to die. Hang out. I'm, I'm at the point to die. And what profit shall this birthright do me? Do to me? My friend, Next verse, verse 33. And Jacob said, Swear to me this day. And he swore unto him, and he sold his birthright unto Jacob. He thought it was a joke. Then Jacob gave his bread and, and pottage of lentils. And he did eat and drink and rose up and went his way. Thus he saw the spices birthright. He lost it through eating. Mm. Wow. There's a time to eat and there's a time to fast. Yes, we are in the season of fasting. It's a season. Yes. Jesus said that, how can you tell the children of the bride chamber to fast when the bridegroom is around? But the days come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them. Then shall they fast. Our bridegroom has been taken away from us a long time ago. We are in the days of, you can fast for 100 years. The whole, your whole life, we are in the days of fasting. They don't come and tell me that, oh, you are, you are denying yourself of some things. If you knew how good the Lord is, with respect to fasting, you will fast. Yes. One of the main reasons why we fast is to declare unbelief. Fasting and prayer deals with unbelief. Yes. Unbelief. Sometimes, you, as you are, you are reading your Bible, you realize that you don't believe in the things that you are reading. You are hearing us preach, but you don't believe in it. I don't know if I'm making sense. Yes. You will know whether you believe in something or not or when the problems come. What do you run to first when you're not, you are not feeling well? Do you, is, is it, do you run first to drugs or you run first to the word or first to communion? And the communion, are you insistent on it to continue going and going and going and going and going even when the thing is getting worse? Or you jump at the drugs at the first instance? It should show you that, Charlie, I don't believe in the healing that Jesus purchased for us on the cross. Just be honest with yourself. I don't believe in it. 
You realize that you don't believe in this offerings, tithes, whatever. You may be giving your tithes and offering, but you don't really believe in it. You don't believe that it will do anything for you. You believe that there is a church that is collecting money from you. I mean, the church is collecting money from you. It's collection, 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 collection. Original payment card, pen drive, carry that. Collection. They're just collecting money from you. You may not really believe. So this prayer, fasting and prayer, is a time to be, become, to believe in God's word. Because you don't fast and pray without the word of God. As you are fasting and praying, you are doing it with the word of God. All those who fast and pray without the word of God, sometimes, okay, most of the time, are actually practicing uh, uh, starvation. There are those who fast without prayer and the word. You are starving. That's why you can't go for more than two days. After two days, you're like, why am I even wasting my time? It's, it becomes a waste of time for you because the spiritual energy you are supposed to generate in the midst of the physical hunger, you are not generating it. So you are so hungry. You are so hungry during the day. So hungry, you are hungry. You are just looking for food. You are just waiting for four or six. And then you, let me just break this thing. There's no spiritual generation. The generator for the spirit is not there. Yeah, you need to pray. You need to read. You need to have some books around. You need to have some messages around that you are listening to. You need to look at some topics that you, it's a problem for you that you need to, you need to solve. What do you think about what I'm saying? Yes. Jesus said, how be this kind going not out of, out but by prayer and fasting? He was talking about unbelief. Go, go up. The disciples were trying to pray for someone to cast out the devil and the devil was not going. Do you see? They had had results in times past. But they were, not, they were not getting results in this particular case. And they were wondering what was going on. Jesus had gone to the mountain. When he came back, he came to see them trying to cast out this devil. Okay? And then Jesus said, he, he, he told the disciples, how long? Eh? Then Jesus answered, this is Matthew 17, 17. Jesus answered and said, oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. Next verse. And Jesus rebuked the devil and he departed out of him and the child was cured from that very hour. Next verse. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, why could not we cast him out? Why couldn't we do it? Why? We, we, we tried. Didn't work. And Jesus answered, Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief. This is the answer. Because of your unbelief. You couldn't do it because of your unbelief. Because of your unbelief. That's why Jesus said, how long shall I suffer you? How, shall I, how long shall I be with you? The first time they had results, Jesus had sent them. If you go back, Matthew 9, 10, you see, that, you see Jesus sending them. He called them, spoke to them, and sent them. But this time around, he had not said anything. So I've, I feel, it's just, a, it's just a thought, I feel that because Jesus had not said much, said something about this particular one, they felt they couldn't, they were trying. So Jesus said, you, you, you don't have to try. Uh -uh. I've given you authority a long time ago. Do what you're supposed to do. You see. Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of master seed, you shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible for, unto you. Verse 21. How be it, this kind, this kind, this kind of what? Not the devil. He's not talking about the devil. This kind of unbelief goeth out not by, not out, but by prayer and fasting. To prayer and fasting deals with unbelief. Deals with unbelief. Every unbelief in your life flashes out as you fast and pray with the word. Do you see? Yes. <laughs> While some people are crying about tithing, others who are enjoying the tithing. Mm -hmm. It's called, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. 
You've not tasted. You don't know. That's why some people are complaining about fight. Fight. Who gave you the energy to do what you are doing? Who gave you the wisdom to do the things that you are doing? Oh, there are people who don't tight and they are doing well. Okay, follow them. Oh, but there are people who, I mean, all these people, Mark Zuckerberg and all these people, they don't do some things, but they are the richest people in the world. All the best. Tell me about all the best. I thought you said you were in the kingdom of God. Why is Mark Zuckerberg your inspiration? Why is Jeff Bezos your inspiration? Elon Musk is your new inspiration. Now you've learned how to talk like him. Hey! You don't want to talk like Jesus. Mercy. Tell me about mercy. Mercy on our heads. You want to bear fruit spiritually. You have to. Yes. Faith, meekness, kindness, humility, joy, love, peace, all these things. These are the, these are the evidence of the fact that you are growing. It doesn't look like much, right? It's, it is everything. It is everything. It is everything. Humility will bring you promotion from God. Yes. Yes. Your joyfulness will make you to get you promoted at work. When you have a joyful spirit, no matter what is going on, whether pain, small pain, big, whatever, you are full of joy. Your life is so independent of what is going on. The boss will look at you like, ah, this guy, you are very, you are very, you light up the every space you get into. I want you to come and come and do this. That's it. You see that you are being promoted. Yeah. Yes. Self control, self restraint, continence. Wow. Against such, there is no law that can bring a charge. Hmm? Yes. So, brothers and sisters, it's time to develop ourselves spiritually. One of the ways to develop yourself is through the word. Another way is through, the, is through prayer. Another way is through fellowship with the spirit. Another way is through fasting. Do you see? Meditation. All these are things that we do to help us develop, to help us get to know what God has done for us in Christ Jesus. Jesus said, abide in me and my word abide. Let Go, go to John chapter, my last verse, anyway, I'll close, okay? John chapter 15. Have you enjoyed your, the word? Have you learned anything since I started talking? John chapter 15, verse 4. Abide in me and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself except to abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. Have you seen it? Abide in me and I in you. Are we not in Christ? Are we in Christ? Are we in Christ? If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, isn't it? What verse is that? Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. No be so. These are verses you should know. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, so we are in Christ. No be so. Are we in Christ? No. Are you born again? No. Why are you if you are born again? You are in Christ. Colossians chapter 1, verse 27. To whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery if among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So, is Christ in you? Is Christ in you? Ask me about Christ in you. Christ is in you. Is it true? 
Christ in you. Are you in Christ? Oh, you are in Christ. Yeah. It's Christ in you. Yeah. So what Jesus is saying in John chapter 15 that I read to you, go back to that place. It's like it has been fulfilled. Isn't it? I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me. Are you in him? And I in him. The same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. It's like your fruitfulness is dependent on your abiding in him and he abiding in you. What is he talking about? But in, in a new, right now, as I'm talking to you, I've showed you two verses. One says that Christ is in you. The other one says that you are in Christ. So you, it's, it's clear. But the question is whether you are abiding. The word abide is menu, staying. He's talking about you staying in the knowledge of the fact that Christ is in you and you are in Christ. Are you in the church? Don't sleep, oh, tell your neighbor, don't sleep. Oh. Don't let the AC, when the, when the place was hot, tell your neighbor, when the place was hot, you were sleeping. When we asked you why you were sleeping, you said the place was too hot. Now that air condition too has come, you are sleeping. Why are you sleeping? Is it because of the air condition? They will do type of, will do lukewarm <laughs> atmosphere. So wake up, okay? Yes. So, what does it mean to abide? Because Jesus is saying that he that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. He is talking about your knowledge, your revelation of who he is in you, and your revelation of who he is, who you are in him. It's like, hold on to these two things. If you hold on to these two things, and you continue in them, you bear a lot of fruit. Please, you understand? Yeah. But if you, lose con- if you lose consciousness of these two, you realize that you are not producing fruits as you are supposed to. How do you gain consciousness of these two? Through what I'm telling you, fasting, praying, reading the word, getting to know what God has said concerning you. Pray, fellowshipping with him, continuing with him. It's important. When it comes to Christ, when it comes to the things of God, it's not a one-time thing. It's a continuous thing. So he's, he's asking you to stay. He's asking you to keep your mind on. Hmm? I read one to you in Colossians chapter 3. Verse 1 and verse 2. Look at Colossians 3, 1 and 2. I'm closing, I'm closing. It's my last verse. It's my last verse. If ye then be risen with Christ, if you really have been risen with Christ, it says, seek those things which are above, where Christ seated on the right hand of God. Next, it says, set your affection on things above. Like, he's, he's trying to let you know where you should let your mind be, what, what your mind should be on, what your affection should be on. Let's read the Amplified. Go back. Verse 1, Amplified. Wow. If you then have been raised with Christ to a new life, that's sharing his resurrection from the dead, aim at and seek the rich eternal treasures that are above, where Christ is, is seated at the right hand of God, and set your minds and keep them set on what is above, the higher things, not on the things that are on the earth. Have you seen it? Keep your mind, set your mind. He's, he wants you to keep your mind free. That's what it means to abide. Abide in me. When Jesus says abide, men know, remain, stay, keep your mind on, stay your mind on. Thou shalt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. If you stay your mind on the fact that I am in you and get to know who I am in you, do you see? And you stay your mind on who you are in me, these two, he says, you bear fruits. You bear fruits. Much fruits. So much fruits. So much fruit. So I want us to um, get ourselves in this season. Because it's the beginning of the year. I mean, we have to get ourselves into praying, into fasting, 
into studying the word, into listening, reading the Bible. I want us to get into it and not stop throughout the year. We are starting there, we are not ending there. Because that is what to bring. Remember, he says that I, 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 I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So your, your prosperity is dependent on your bearing fruit in your kind. That's at your workplace, in your career. Eh? Or your land. That is, what was that? You remember? This place I mentioned it. Four places where you bear fruit spiritually, in your kind or in your cattle, in your land, and then in your body, isn't it? When I mentioned land, what did I talk about? Fruitful. When the, the nation, everything in the nation responds to you, isn't it? Huh. Everything. All those things are hinged on this one that we are talking about. If you are not interested in this one, then I don't know what you are looking at. So be interested. Tell anybody be interested. Tell anybody be interested. Let's get into fasting. Let's get into praying. And let's get into consciousness of Christ in us. And, Christ, and we in Christ. And stay on it. Mm, stay on it. Mm? Go back to John 15, 5. Wow. <laughs> I am the vine. And you are the branches. He that abideth in me. And I in him. The one who abides. Not the one who touches and leaves. But the one who stays. Who stays in this particular consciousness. It will do you a lot of good. If you stay in it. The same will bring forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Your consciousness of me in you must increase. And your consciousness of you in me must increase. As that consciousness increases, it says you bear fruits. Hallelujah. So in this season, we are going to be focusing on these things. Who we are in Christ, who Christ is in us. Okay? To help us bear fruit as we are supposed to. As we fast, pray. These are the things that we are going to be studying and keeping our minds on. Even in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have you learned anything since I started talking? Beautiful. Rise up on your feet and thank God for what you have shared with you. Father, we give you glory. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you for great, great fruitfulness for all of us. Thank you for establishment for all of us. Thank you that we are going forward. We'll never go down. We'll keep going higher and higher to your glory. Thank you for real manifestations of your blessings and of your goodness in our lives. Thank you that as we fast and pray and study and meditate on your word, our lives are fruitful. Yes, our careers are fruitful. We are fruitful on all sides. Thank you, Father, for great blessings on every side of our lives, even in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a shout if you have a voice. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastoti podcast. Simply search for Pastoti on any podcast app, plug in, and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.